Hello and welcome back to the Radio Nasty's Halloween event. As usual, I'm your host Richard with my co-host... I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch! Okay, apparently um, Vic's not here today. We've got a special guest, Joe Grizzly. Yeah, motherfucker. I think that already expels us to the greatest podcast of all time. It's, it's lovely to have you on. Well, it's, uh, it's all good to be here, motherfucker. You got any nudie mags? You've been practicing this. No. I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. I will give you... I don't need to practice. I will give you £10 to keep this up for the rest of our podcast. Is that actually a bet? Oh, right. I was going to say. I was going to try and trap you, then. Because I could definitely uh, do this the whole episode. I could do this my whole life. <laughs> National Grow Joe Grizzly Day. That needs to that needs to be a thing. So Are you about to refer to him as Grow Grizzly? <laughs> That's his uh, evil twin. Or the good twin? I was I gonna say, know. like Joe Grizzly seems a bit of a bit of a bad motherfucker. <laughs> maybe Grow Grizzly is his maybe, law- maybe he's lawyer. got a wallet that uh, claims how bad much of a bad motherfucker he is. I don't even think I'd be mad if Joe Grizzly fucked my mother. I mean, I don't think I'd... Even if I was, I don't yeah, think I'd I don't have much to say it. about it. I think I'd be like, okay, sir. <laughs> so, last episode, we looked at Rob Zombie's Halloween. Now we're following on with the sequel, the appropriately named Halloween 2 from 2009. You like this one, don't you? Really? This, this is the point in all this that I've been dreading. See, this was me in Halloween 6. Yeah. I'm done now. Like, everything is up. Everything has been up from me. Yeah, from you, even Resurrection has. Yeah, up. you you've enjoyed them all from then. You know, in some regard. I mean, yeah, I don't enjoy this film mm-hmm. in any regard. Well, we'll get into that. I mean, if you if you saw my disdain for the last episode, like times that by a hundred. This is one of my least favorite films I've ever. And I'm not I'm not saying it's an awful film. I'm just saying, I hate it. The only silver lining by doing this is I now never have to watch this movie again. I I'm looking forward to the next time I watch this movie. I'm not. I am. There are this film has some of the best kills I have ever seen in film. Fair enough. Yeah, like that is enough for me to come back. Some of the kills in this film are incredible. Right. Well, uh Let's dive into it then, and then we can bring up said kills. Right, you you can fucking start, because I'm not even mentioning this nonsense. So we've got this lovely opening uh, quote about, um, which I'm assuming is actually, I didn't look this up. I mentioned. I mean, I didn't care enough to look up, but assume, I'm guessing it's a I assume a real it's from quote. a dream manual book or something. I don't know if the book that this is from in this is real. But anyway, it's, it gives us a definition of white horse, um, which is apparently linked to instinct, purity, and the drive of the physical body to release powerful and emotional forces like rage with ensuing chaos and destruction. And it says in, it's an excerpt from The Subconscious Psychosis of Dreams. And it begins with, um, we see uh, young Michael being visited by his, uh, his mother, who's played again by Sherry Moon. Question: Has Michael been as well? Kid yeah, Michael recast. been recast? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, thought. Yeah. I want, He's yeah. nowhere near as ugly as he is in the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I randomly yeah. stumbled onto uh, well, the original kids Instagram the other day. I can't remember how, but mm-hmm. he's he's a rapper now. Makes sense. Oh. I, yeah. Another rapper in the Halloween I mean, he's franchise. Not, he's not going to be a fucking actor, is he? <laughs> 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think the lad did horrible, but he's not. I mean, there's there's very few good child actors in my opinion. Yeah, that not I've... not for the fact that they're bad actors. It's just they're not versed enough to be good actors. Yeah. So and more don't... more often than not, kid characters aren't written very well. No, well, it's like a get out of jail free card, really, and it? it's like we don't have to write this 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 character that well because it's a kid and it's going to be hard to direct them anyway. I mean, there's no kid worse than the kid from that fucking film you showed me. Was that Cemetery oh. by the Grave or some shit? Uh, House by the Cemetery. That's it. Yeah, Bob. yeah. Who apologizes? <laughs> the uh... yeah. If you've ever, if you ever, if you watch the Arrow video version, the the intro is the actor who plays Bob, and he apologizes for how badly dubbed he was. This is the only reason I don't despise that kid. <laughs> Because, I mean, he came back and went, you know what, I think I've got to apologise for this. And it's, you did, and fair play to you. Do you remember the apology that the, the CEO of BP did? I'm after sorry, the, yeah. <laughs> like on South Park. Like, he should have done that. Yeah. So, yeah, Michael's been recast, and um, it, it's a little flashback of one of the visits from his mum. Um, and he tells his mum that he saw her in a dream. And she was on a she was on a white horse, and she and you know coincidentally enough, she's brought him like a white stallion statue or some shit. Yeah, I don't know if you'd be allowed to give that to someone in. That's what I thought in a mental asylum. Because yeah. is it not sharp? I mean, it's blunt for one thing, and I mean, it looks fairly heavy. He killed somebody with with a fork. Yeah. So, but like after that, mm, yeah, you're you're not really getting anything, Michael. Yes, yeah. yeah, I mean, we're certainly not could... going to let you decorate your room with different masks. You could argue that, well, Michael Myers is a killer shark. And baggy ass <laughs> This film also references him as a shark as yeah. well. He's very similar to a shark, Richard. Apart and then the from new the lack film, of teeth the, and um, oh, wait, he's, being he's not physically a shark. And a mammal. I mean, he's literally what a shark does. That's why everyone refers to him. Even the new film is, is like he's a predator. He eats people. He's more of an animal than he eats other ocean. animals, yeah. So what you're saying is there's going to be a Jaws versus Michael Myers film. I mean, I'd watch it. Yeah. So you're gonna In need space. A, you're gonna need a bigger shark <laughs> when Michael Myers shows up. So we, uh, yeah, she, she's brought him a white horse statue, and then we cut straight to the ending scene of well, after the ending scene of uh, Halloween one. Similar to, I mean, it's it starts off as a, similar to the original Halloween two. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't last very long. No. And that, that's something you don't really ever see in um, like remake franchises. What? Usually the first film will somewhat follow the original. Like Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah. The um, A to Z is basically the same thing. Yeah. It's but, just he does his zombie vibe thing. But then whenever there's a sequel... They usually do their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah, because I don't usually like it when remakes... I like it when remakes are different... I mean... you. I suppose Rob Zombie's Halloween would be different enough to please me, but I usually like it when they go different. Yeah, yeah, I get what like you're coming from. It's just unusual point, you know I mean? that it's only ever the first film that gets yeah. the... Like, could you imagine if instead of Texas Chainsaw Massacre the beginning, we got a remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2? Not the beginning. The, the remake came first. No, that's what I'm saying. The beginning was the sequel to the remake. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sp- yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Or you could do a, uh, you could do a, a, a three from hell, and do the devil's rejects again, but worse. <laughs> and there's there's a Vic's take on three from hell. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I think I'm going to do a mini-sode on it at some point. Oh. And I think I'll like it more the second time round. I think, I, again, like I've done a few times this into. year, I've, I've, I've hyped a lot up. Like, I think the first time I watched Godzilla King of the Monsters, I was a tad disappointed. And then the second time I watched it, I fucking loved it. So I, I feel like that's going to happen with Three from Hell. I mean, I'm sure we're going to do the whole trilogy in depth one day. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. I just, I think I need to get my thoughts out like it's it was event you know weirdly enough it was one of the films that was actually quite good to talk to with charlotte about because she's quite obviously she's a big fan of the first two as well right and she kind of reiterated the points that i said she was kind of like yeah this didn't need to happen and um but um but enough from the three from hell podcast Um, (laughs) yeah back to we will get back to to our featured presentation yeah weirdly enough same director so there you go (laughs) laurie's walking down the road after this is after she shot michael and um, Sheriff Brackett, again played by Brad Dorif, he uh, approaches her and, you know, she she's basically saying that she killed him, she killed him. And Brackett's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, come on, what's going on? But she uh, she goes fucking nuts on the stretcher, you know, being led to the hospital. And we see Loomis, you know, in his state after the last film being put into the ambulance. A cool thing that I like just in the realistic, uh, you know, you know they made. I feel like they, these two films have made Michael more realistic in a realistic sense. Yeah, I definitely think that's um, what um, he's went Rob for, Zombie yeah. was going he's went for. Like this badass seventies. It's weird. Robert Zom- Rob Zom- Robert Zombie. I just called him. It's weird that Rob Zombie's gone for seventies again. I know it's it's not it's very not like often he, he does that. Up, no, but, but then why not just set the film in the seventies? If you love the seventies so much, set it in the seventies. Yeah. When's this one set? It. I mean, from what I can tell, you know, modern day. What, th- this film? Yeah. Uh, I, I could have swore that the first one was set in 1978. Couldn't have been. No? Because uh, there, there's too many, there's, for example, there's somebody wearing a Slayer Rain and Blood t-shirt. That album didn't come out until the mid-80s. Oh yeah, I'm thinking at the start of the film. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Because it's, then it's fifteen years later. It's set. I don't at care some enough. Point. Yeah, it's at some point in the seventies, but it's not. Um, but the the yeah the the realistic thing that I quite liked was that we see that Laurie must have been walking down the road on a broken leg. Her legs like fucked, like the bones like protruding. I thought I don't know. That's just a little tidbit that I thought was quite cool because people in trauma are usually able to do that kind of yeah because the, the adrenaline yeah, yeah and then afterwards they're like my legs in half. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have done that. Sheriff Brackett, he asked the, the two ambulance guys to uh, get the bodies. And um, one of them is a... If you've seen Sons of Anarchy, it's the sheriff from the first few seasons. And the other one is Richard Brake, who was also in 31 from Rob Zombie. And Which Three I From Hell. not seen. And Three From Hell. He's the third in Three From Hell. Yeah, you know, Laurie's been pretty much obliterated at this point isn't she like oh, you, you see her on the stretcher and her, her injuries are horrific yeah like she's genuinely been through a ringer but the um the ambulance guys they put michael's body wink wink nod nod um no nah, he's definitely dead this film's just about the aftermath um they put his body in the ambulance and uh one of the coroners mentions this isn't my first corpse rodeo no because the sheriff's like saying you know be fucking careful with yeah he's like be careful and he's also like you know is it just you two? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. He's like, he's fucking heavy. Like, he's he's fairly big. Um, I just love how he had to reiterate. It's not my first corpse road. Well, I'd hope not you're a coroner. Yeah, so Brackett tells the, he tells the them to be extremely careful. 
and uh, tell the county to to lock the place down. No surprises. He doesn't want any fucking shit. So the ambulance guys, the ambulance guys head off. I love this scene. This is one of the reasons. This is one of the reasons that I think divides Rob Zombie fans. This is why I like him, and this is why I don't. Yeah, like, him. like this. These kind of weird, offbeat, strange conversations these people have, and you and I. I just I don't know. There's something about I've had some really fucked up conversations with people while I've been driving to places, and these kind of like I mean, not about fucking corpses. I, I was going to say, I not hope about so. fucking. I mean, I think I probably have spoke about fucking corpses many times. Some, yeah, but um, there's not often a day you go by where you. I don't like to fuck corpses, so this corpses. isn't a very good al- analogy because I do like fucking corpses, but you know. So the the ambulance guys they're shooting the shit and they're making jokes about you know the naked corpse and how they might want to fuck corpses. And um, they're in the middle of this conversation. And Richard Brake has one of the best reactions of, like, you know, anything I've seen on film. And he just, like, halfway through a sentence just shouts, cow. Yeah. And the the old boy, the old one from Sons of Anarchy, kind of looks at him. He's like, what? What? What are you talking about? Because basically, like, they've been having this conversation and they've... The, they've the driver, not been paying attention yeah, to the Yeah, the road, driver yeah. hasn't been paying attention. So he's like, cow. And he's like, what are you on about? And he's just like, cow! And I'm like... I was like, what? What? And then, uh, yeah, they hit a fucking cow. And they obliterate the Yeah, the cow's, like... Fucking, I mean, poor cow, but... <laughs> I didn't I mean, need cow going I mean, Halloween I'm not going to argue with it. No, but, I mean... But it was, yeah, it was like... But I, I don't know, there was something about that that scene. And then the... To the cow. Like, that was just... There's, there's, a, there's something about the realism that Rob Zombie does I really like... And it's kind of like, I think it's the suddenness of the situations that he does. You know, he has these weird fucking conversations about fucking a corpse. And then, like Dead. that, yeah. it's a car accident. And that's how they happen. Yeah. But yeah, the, the driver's fucking obliterated. Uh, but Richard Brake is still going. And, um, of course, good old Mikey Myers gets out of the breakout. body bag, yeah. If this was any other Halloween film, that car would have imploded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, they hit a teenager and it, impl- it you know, exploded. But um, Michael gets out and... Fun fact, the cow was played by the same person that uh, played Ben Tramer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's about right. Yeah, Michael gets out and Richard Brake, his, he hears him getting out. He's essentially, like, calling for help. Yeah. So like, please I think help me the out. other one died on impact, didn't he? He's, like, obliterated. Yeah. He's, like, like, his skulls in, like, the dashboard. Yeah. But Michael gets out and he picks up one of the windows, like, glass shard that's broken. And he just starts cutting through Brake's head. He cuts his head. Just it's grim. The one thing about the kills in this film as well, they all go on for an exceedingly long amount of time. Yeah. Like they, especially you're... one in the hospital sequence that's coming. Yeah, up. yeah. So yeah, Brake gets beheaded. Um, fucking Michael takes it with him, and he. Um, but the he, wood though. He goes. Like, I've gone to the effort. I'm having it with yeah. my. I'm gonna show my mum. But he, yeah, well, he goes down the. He, he walks down the the road, and um, he kind of suddenly like drops everything, and it's because he sees um, a white horse and his mother in a white dress. These are your favourite parts of the film. No, right? they're not. This is like you as on Bay Flesh Eaters. I can't even joke about it. We're seeing fucking white horses and Cherry Moon Zombie in a Halloween film. White horses. That's where I'll agree with you. White horses. Yeah, that's where I'll agree with you. Uh, I think this would have been fine in a different serial killer film. 
It just doesn't work in Halloween. Yeah, I don't need like symbolism and shit in. Again, Halloween. I know they're trying to explain Michael, but this is over explanation now. Way, like I mean, it was over explained in the first one. Yeah, if yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's just like I, I, I. That's what I hated the first. You know when I, you know when I, when I started watching it, I was like, I really don't like this because I'd realised what Michael is. Obviously, on the rewatch, I was kind of like, I get what he's doing. It just doesn't work. Yeah, completely. But yeah, Laurie wakes up in the hospital. Um, she goes to Annie's room. Annie's still alive, played again by Daniel Harris. And uh, the nurse comes and she she's trying, she she goes to put her back in a room, but she has to. I think she gets a call. Yeah, she gets a another... call to the emergency. Yeah, room. so she's like, "Can you? Are you all right to get to your room?" And he's like, "Yeah, all right." It's like I've, I've just been in <laughs> sure, not really horrific injuries, but yeah, I'm sure I can make more. That's kind of like how I'd react. I think I'd be like, I, I mean, I think I can. I don't think you should be leaving me, like to get to my room. I've just got here. Like I'm not. I haven't been here for two weeks healing. Like I, I'm. Li- my yeah. leg is literally in half. Could you help me? Especially in the US, where you're like paying thousands for this treatment. Yeah, it's like no, I want you to fucking carry me back to my room. I'm getting my money's worth here. The one thing I liked about this um, hospital sequence as well is, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it was intentional, but I like how Rob Zombie's made the hospital as abandoned as the one from Halloween Two, because that annoyed me. From the original Halloween Two, I was like, why is this hospital so abandoned? Yeah, especially on Halloween. Yeah, like you thought, like there were people had just been murdered. Of course, but I mean, like even on a normal Halloween, you're going to have more accidents. Yeah, hospitals are never quiet. No, especially on like a holiday, because that's when people get drunk and decide to do weird things and get injuries. Yeah, you'd have injured teenagers from doing stupid pranks. Exactly. Like I blew my hand off setting off fireworks. Yeah, shit like that. Or you know, I'll put a razor blade in my mouth for no reason. (laughs) Yeah, Laurie obviously realizes. Like two seconds later, that she can't actually get to her room and that she needs some painkillers. So she, well, she starts goes, feeling dizzy, doesn't she? Yeah, so she she's needs like, she's for like actually, head. I've just come into this hospital and I'm horrifically injured. Can you help me? But um, the nurse returns and we see that Michael Michael's here now as well. And uh, the nurse crawls away and Michael stabs horrifically. He just stabs and stabs and stabs. 12 times. And stabs. Counted. And, stabs. and every time you think he's done his last stab. Stabs again. I think there's even a point where Michael thinks he's done his last Yeah, he does the like, 11. If he takes it out, and he's like, and no. has a little breather. And there's like, one for doing sure. Yeah. So Laurie, Laurie fucking, she legs it. And she she finds another dead eyeless patient on the stairs. That's well, been... the, the, the stairs is like littered in corpses. Yeah. She keeps going down. Michael follows. She gets outside. Like, she gets outside. But she has to like shimmy across this, this gap. You know, one of her legs is in a cast. And she's slipping on her own blood from the injuries that have obviously ripped. And um, she was complaining not two minutes ago about being dizzy. Um, so she, Michael comes outside. She slips. She falls into a body dump. It's it's literally a pit of corpses. I didn't realise. Is this a thing? I don't think so. I hope not. I mean, obviously, you know, it's it's a dream sequence. We find out. I know, but I mean, it's like at this point, I was going, "What the fuck is this?" No, I was the first time I watched. I was like, "No, this is getting." And then you know. She's obviously having a nightmare, so she's just picturing fucking... Yeah, but I mean, like, the first time I watched this, obviously, you don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's... So I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, like, yeah, I was the exact Frank same, but then you realised... Always Sunny oh. would be absolutely, like, ecstatic about this, because he's, like, just throwing From me in the, in the trash. trash. Like, it's straight outside the hospital, mate. Because I was thinking, you know, when she's going through the stairs, I'm like, 
I'm sorry, how has he killed this many people without, you know, any alert being yeah. made? And then you realise, oh, it's, it's just a dream. So yeah. reality's taken out the window. Um, but Michael, he grabs... Well, she gets out of the body, don't she? Heads off. Michael grabs a fire axe and... Um, well, the great thing is Laurie tries to get it. She says, I'm having this. And she can't, she can't break it. Grass. He just She's comes like... like <laughs> he's off. She just runs off like... Fuck. I don't think... And then Michael was just like... It's not a bad idea. But, like, if I remember rightly, he doesn't even punch. He just reaches through it. Yeah, he just, like, it just goes... It's like the hospital. I think it was... I, yeah, I generally think it's window. a callback. He just like, walks through it. Yeah. I think just... I love that. So, Laurie, again, another, another reference from Halloween 2, which I think. Laurie screams for help outside. She does the whole... You know, instead of... but You know, except this time she's walking away from the hospital. Yeah. Instead of coming into the hospital. But she gets into this, like, security pod that's... You know, where you, you come in with your car and they check your license or whatever the fuck it is. And I, you get a really cool shot of Michael standing looking for her in the rain. And he looks grim. Yeah. Like, it's a really good shot. Like, I really like that shot. So a car approaches the security podium and, you know, Michael starts heading over. And it's, it's the security guard. And he finds... Uh, Laurie and she's basically pleading with him like you're not fucking listening you need to fucking get in here yourself mate and help me out and help yourself out and uh, he's not listening he thinks she's you know hysterical which she probably would because she's just ran out of hospital yeah in he's, he's just like giving like, her his coffee calm like, down yeah, like, you're okay. he's lovely to her he's like well, just, uh, I know yeah. you, you know. we'll get you back in the hospital yeah but, um, no, I've just came out a pit of corpses. Well, it, of course it's you great have. when of he, course he hands her the coffee. Yeah. And like, even Laurie looks at him like, what the fuck are you doing? Don't give me a coffee. He goes out to get his car. And, you know, you, you have this whole tension bit where it's like, he goes silent. And she's like, where are you? You know, he comes back and he, you know, he, it's that fake out where he's, I'm all right. And yeah. then he's not, he instantly gets scatman crothered with a fire axe as well, weirdly enough. Michael starts looking for a way in, you know, to get into Laurie. He just he just begins to like break through the fucking walls, doesn't he? He's just like, I'm getting. So he gets in, raises his. I've, axe. Ju- I've just started picturing what a uh, Rob Zombie remake of The Shining would look like. You'd have Sherry Moon as well. Um, Scatman Crothers would be Dread Grizzly. Would be um, yeah. Ken Ken, I was thinking the same thing. You'd yeah. have Sherry Moon as um, Wendy. Bit uh, Bill Mosley would. Probably be Jack. Yeah, I wouldn't mind him as Jack, would we? Yeah, <laughs> just mean, don't get the kid in as a. Just don't don't get the Myers kid. I mean, he's a rapper now, and he's about how old, Richard? He must be about twenty or. Like he doesn't 20. look it. Does he not? What, he, he looks. He, like looks babyface. he still looks like he looks in Halloween. Did you listen to any of his rap? Yes, Victor. I listened to the actor who I do not like. Doing a genre of music I don't typically like. That's how I spent my free time. I mean, time. I would have, just to see how bad he is. I mean, he can't be that good. Imagine he was great. Yeah, well, fair play to him. He's my opinion of her. So we find out, you know, he, Michael raises the axe, he hits he hits Laurie, and as he hits Laurie, we realise that it's it's all a dream that Laurie's having. Yeah, she's um, back in her bed screaming, she wakes up. Now, this is what I don't get. Obviously, she's been through a fucking huge ordeal. Mm-hmm. And above her bed, she's got a huge poster of Charles Manson. Yeah. And it, I think it says, like, in Charlie We Trust or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like, yeah, something like Free Charlie or... It's it's, it's positive towards Manson. Yeah. It's like, but, but I mean, with... that's just Rob Zombie wanking again. Exactly, yeah. Like, that's just Rob Zombie shoving what he likes. I mean, genuinely, don't get me wrong. I'm exceedingly interested in Charles Manson, uh, you know, the Manson family, the whole thing. I just don't. I don't. I couldn't just. Put you don't it, have a shrine just, of him above no, your bed. No, I mean, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't. If I was Bundy. making films, oh yeah, I love Ted Bundy. I wank over him. 
Um, Wanks over you too. I hope so. If you're in, the, you know, in that great. Oh, I was going to say in that great kingdom in the sky, but he's probably in hell or hell. Depends how you look at it. But she goes to the mirror to tell herself that Michael's dead, and it, you know, there's cuts. We get our we get our first. Yeah, it comes plaque. up on the screen, and it's, uh, it's October 29th this time. Two years later, I believe. Yeah. Apparently, because this, um, you know, just in case everybody hasn't clicked by now, we're watching the director's cut. Yeah, of and in direct yeah. it specifies that it's two years, and apparently in the theatrical cut, it's only one year later. I mean, it doesn't change anything. It's just weird that he'd go back and think, no, actually, I want this to be two years later. Yeah, it's a strange one, doesn't So, yeah, we see that Laurie is, um, she's on pills now and she's turned into a metalhead. And she's living with Sheriff Brackett and Annie now. Annie and Laurie have a little conversation. We, we, this is where we realise that Laurie isn't, she isn't dealing very well. You know, Can't even blame after her. No, I, I actually, a lot of people smash this part of the film. I generally, that's one of the things I agree with. Yeah, I, mean, I think I've, Rob's done a good job of, like, displaying a trauma victim. Because like I've, I mean, you know, people say, "Oh, two years later." It's like people have people who've been through this kind of trauma are like this ten years later. Yeah, because uh, I think you said it yourself in the last episode. Is unlike the original. Like this film isn't about Laurie; it's about Michael. But now in the sequel, it is much more about Laurie. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Michael's kind of like dealing with his own shit. It's yeah. kind of like they're both trauma victims. Yeah. Yeah. I like guess. It's, it's weird. It's like Michael's trying to recover from what he's done. Laurie has a little kick off Annie and, you know, we realise there's a bit of a strained relationship now between her and Annie. Like, Annie and her in this film seem very... They're not as good friends anymore. No. But I think that's probably because she's been living with a depressed... I mean, like you said, yeah, she's a trauma victim, but if you're living with someone who's depressed for two years... It's you. You can have some fucking qualms yourself. Even like. outside of the whole, um, you know, the trauma, there's a difference between being someone's friend and living with them. Yeah, like and having to deal with that depression constantly. Yeah, like you know, like don't get me wrong. Like I'm not saying you should be horrible to be someone that's depressed, but two years of it, I could wholeheartedly say that would take its toll on the person who's living with the depressed person. And it's not, you know, Annie's, you know, she's been through the same, you know. Exactly, and she kind of, Laurie kind of acts like, I know she's been through worse, but it's not that different to what Annie's been through. I mean, Annie was stabbed as well. Annie almost died. Yeah. I'd say Annie was much worse off. Yeah. But she's dealing with The only difference is, and obviously Laurie doesn't even notice at the point, is that they're related. That would obviously fuck you up even more, thinking, like, fucking hell, this psychopathic... Is my brother. Yeah, but she doesn't even know that at this point, and she's acting like, oh, woe is me, woe is me. And it's like, yeah, like, you're not the only person. Yeah, exactly, that's what I felt. Like, all the way through, I was like... I almost died. I get. Several people did die. Yeah. Get on with it. I get... Two years later, man. Yeah. Like, don't get me... Like I said, like, I'm not saying you have to get over it in two years, but there's got to be a point where you well, stop being says, a victim. Like, people handle grief differently. Yeah. But, like, two years, that's a point for everyone to start going, look, you need to start. You I mean, start everyone always going to have their bad days where, like, something brings it up, you know? There's nothing Anybody who's been through grief knows that. But, but if you like this day in, day out, yeah, it's like, come on, mate, there's got to be a point where you get on with, like, there's soldiers that don't act like this. I know they're trained, you know what I mean? But, I mean, they've seen some fucking shit. But, yeah, Laurie is seeing a therapist... The therapist uh, mentions to her that you know she she thinks you know it's it's Halloween it's the trigger yeah. you know you know she says that you know Michael's body was never found and I love this quote and she says that I've never kind of thought of it this way the therapist says that he's living in her mind no matter what 
I think that's quite a cool way to put it from a victim point of view. It's like, yeah, you know, you, you've got, you have got to grow up at some point, but at the same time, they're probably reliving this, especially Laurie. Yeah. Is reliving this constantly, especially around Halloween. <laughs> yeah. So Laurie tells the uh, therapist that uh, she basically says that Annie and her scars are a constant reminder and, you know, how seeing Annie makes... I did get this. Like, especially, you know, you could say, oh, I'm living the depressed person. But at the same time, she's living with someone who was majorly part of this thing that's broken her. Yeah. And she's seeing her day in, day out, constantly. Yeah. But uh, Laurie asked about the... Uh, there's a Rorschach painting that's behind the, therap- it's behind the therapist's desk. And she asked about it. And the therapist says, you know, what do you see in it? It's, it's, so it's a white horse. Yeah. Because so Laurie's like, what, what does that what does that tell you about me? And then the scratch is like, it tells me you're a girl that likes white horses. Yeah. So now we cut to uh, first appearance of Loomis in this film. Oh! I mean, just for that, you can take this bit. A lot of my frustration from this film comes from Loomis. They they've turned him into like a fucking. Rock star. I think it's hilarious. I think it's insufferable. Like, no, it doesn't offend me. It just like it just it's. I just think it's hilarious. I mean, I know it's a fucking different continuity, and he can do what the fuck he wants with the character. But come on, could you imagine Donald Pleasance coming out with some of these lines? Are you a clam digger or something? And I, I don't, don't mean, mean that in the lesbian, lesbian sense. Oh. I want my peaty tips with a splash of milk sizzling hot. Yeah, oh. it's, it's it's so like that's what I'm saying. It's it's so like you could you could have went this direction and did it, but Rob Zombie's like dialed it up to a hundred. Like he he's went from being kind of a hack in the first one to being like like you said like I want my PG tips piping hot. It's the fact that he specifically asks for PG tips. Have you ever? in your life, demanded a specific brand of tea. No, I don't get this, because when I was living with Cole, Cole used to moan at me for getting a specific brand of tea. If it wasn't the one he liked, he'd be like, what'd you get them one for? And it's like, because it's fucking tea, and it was the cheapest. I don't give a fuck. I've never went to somebody's house, and they're like, do you want a cup of tea? And I'm just like, "Mm, is it PG Tips or Tetley? Well, it's Tetley. Better not. Like, Charlotte can... Charlotte's like it as well. She's like, no, that tea doesn't taste right. I'm like, it tastes like fucking tea. I don't get it. No. I don't understand this. No. Like Charlotte said to me, she was like, would you mind if we got the uh, Tesco's own brand? Because like, I know it, you know it's a bit cheap, but they're really nice. And I was like, I don't care. You should have went, no. Get some fucking... Like, don't get me wrong. There's coffee. There's a certain coffee that I like. Yeah, but there's, there's more there's very to coffee. Yeah, there's there? very different. Tea diff- is tea. a lot of differences. Tea, but, it's just tea leaves. Yeah, it's tea. Like, I, I, mean, I don't... I mean, maybe some tea. We probably, yeah, we probably going, really are. You fucking kidding me? There's certain. Nah, it's it's like I don't know. You're, you know, this is where you jump on me, but it's like when people put the milk in first, or they don't. I don't care. Thank you. Like someone was on a stand up talking about this, and I was like, does it really taste different? Because I don't. I mean, it depends. Cole moaned at me about that as well. He was like, how do you? Welcome know? to the tea podcast. Well, well, I put the milk in first, uh, the tea in first, and then I put the milk in afterwards, and he was like. How can you tell how strong the tea is? And I was like, because I can fucking see. What do you mean? He was like, if you don't put the milk in first, how do you know how strong to make it? And I was like, I don't know what you're trying to say to me. Like, I I physically do not understand what you're on about. How can you tell if it's strong enough? 
I mean, it goes the same fucking cut. I'm losing the plot here. Let's talk about this. Is you with Halloween yeah, too? Yeah, and you're me more with tea. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, Loomis is a uh, Loomis is a big shot now. He's he's got this poor assistant as well who just puts up. And he just shit. judges her on everything. Yeah. Like, is that really the outfit you're wearing? Like, I'm sorry, Loomis. What? Well, he also, he's pissed about the photo they're using. He's like, yeah, that's the old, old Loomis. Loomis. So I'm the new Loomis. Like, you're right I guess there. you're the new Loomis. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, um, Loomis is doing some sort of, I don't know, he does like book signing tour things now. He's, he's on like a, a promo for his book, you know. He's on TV, he's doing, you know, Q&As, that sort of shit. But Laurie, uh, Laurie arrives at a job at this like, it's video. Like a hippie it's, cof- it's coffee like a shop. video book radio coffee shop. I don't know what it is. It's a Rob Zombie Emporium. I mean, I'd like to work in that shop. It's got enough in it, but I mean, it's just like, I don't know what it is. Well, who am I working for? What do we sell? I don't know. We sell different <laughs> brands of tea because most people like their own so- so- sort of tea. Don't put the milk in first. You We're can't. the biggest strips of that thing that we you, sell. You, you got an interview for this job. Like, can, uh, Do you put the milk into the tea first or after? After? Get yeah. out. Yeah, the owner of it hates... The man. Of course he does. Like someone actually says that in this film. Yeah, because he's moaning about like corporate bloodsuckers ruining his business. It's just not the right context to use the man. (laughs) I mean, to these people, you're the man. Yeah. Yeah. But Laurie and her workmates, they kind of like have a little dance. Yeah, they get up on the counters and, and, and dance. You know, if I, I like to think if I was somebody's boss, I'd, you know, I'd be one of the more likable bosses, but. I'd have to have stern words like, girls, can you not just get up on the counter yeah. while we've got customers yeah. and start dancing? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all up for us having a I'm laugh and getting for, on, yeah, but, but it's a bit there's a line. You know, be a bit professional. Yeah. So we see footage of, uh, we now see footage of Michael being told that his mother, it's from the... I do want to point out, though, they are dancing to MC5, kick out the jams, so I can't complain too much, because it's a fucking tune. There's lots of tunes that I could dance on tables to, Richard. I just don't do it. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's what I, mean. I, yeah. I you know, That's I like a bit of. I, out the I would. I mean, don't get me wrong. Dance around the shop. Yeah, have a little boogie. Just boogie. Yeah, yeah, but don't get on the not table. on the counter. You've got your. Like, you've I got own that shit counter. On That's shoes. my counter. So we see footage of Michael being told. Um, Tried to kill you. <laughs> we see my uh, footage of Michael being told his mother's dead. This is back in the. It's like yeah. a flashback CCTV footage kind of. Yeah, thing. Loomis is like showing it to like. A, it's an introduction to his yeah. lecture. But he talks about um, he talks about how kids want to fuck their mothers and kill their dads. Freud would have a frail day with that. No, yeah. nobody laughs. His jokes don't land. I mean, wow. Well, I think that's the point. Yeah, yeah. I'm, that's what I'm saying. The audience are all just doing it all. <laughs> yeah, good one. Well, he makes jokes about nature and nurture of Michael. It's just like you can just tell he's a sellout now. But we get one of the uh, there's a, a woman you know asking a question, and it's uh, Harley Mum. From Feast. Oh. Yep. Okay. She's also in Hatchet 3. Oh, all right then. Um, but she asks him if he feels personally responsible for the deaths caused by Michael. And uh, another asks him about whether he thinks um, Michael's still alive. Loomis does this. It's a fucking great reaction. Like, give me this. He, he does this whole, like, here we go again. And you're like, oh, you're a cunt now, aren't you? But he, he basically loses his shit and he yeah. starts shouting that Michael is D-E-A-D. Yeah, he's like, let me make things nice and sparkly fucking clear. Yeah. Michael Myers is fucking dead. D-E-A-D. 
While he's saying this, though, we see a homeless Michael walking through a field. Yeah. And before he's asked that, somebody asked, like, you know, do you feel any way responsible for the 15 deaths? And he's just like, you know, I feel sorry for them, but do I feel responsible? No. I mean, I'm, I'm, kind, I'm the same. I'm kind of with him here. Yeah. Like, I don't see why he's specifically... It's a horrible tragedy. He shouldn't though. be selling out and doing a fucking book no, on it. No, but it's not his... But... I mean, he wasn't even in charge of Michael when he got out. Nope. He, already, he didn't left. even need to go to Haddonfield to try and sort it out. No. He had no obligation. So I would be the same. Like, do I feel responsible? No. I spent many years trying to, you know... Help him. And Fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've done a bit. And I don't even in the case if it didn't work because he's a bad psychiatrist. He's just beyond help. Yeah. Some people are. Well, especially fucking Michael. But we see Michael walking through a homeless Michael, as I like to call him, walking through a field, and um, his mum's following him. Oh no, sorry, he's following his mum into a barn. I was talking about he spends most of the film unmasked. Yeah, and it's not even like they don't try to hide. It's like this is Michael Myers. This yeah, is what it's, he looks it's all like. kind of like in the dark, but you can definitely see his face. Yeah, it's never like I, I mean I don't think there's ever a point where the light is completely shining on his face, but he's you, you can't not see the, the yeah. Features, it's not like you know in the first Halloween where it's like oh. Blink and you miss it. Yeah. Or in Halloween 5, where he's fucking crying. Little tidbit as well that I forgot to mention on the first one. Um, Michael's actually played by the uh, actor that played... It's Tyler Mayne. He played the first Sabretooth. Oh. And he played um, Rufus in Devil's Rejects. And No, not in A House of Thousand Corpses, because he replaced the actor. But he's the, uh, he's the member of the Firefly family that gets killed at the beginning with a full suit of armour. Oh. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Rob Zombie likes his actors. But um, Michael's mum tells him that he has to be ready for Halloween. And uh, Michael talks back to her through his younger self. Don't need this. We don't. No, I agree with you there. We don't need this. Like, but Now we see... we see um, there's, there's two guys and a girl in a van. And they but they basically they come across Michael in a field and they stop and you know they they get out and it's again it's Rob Zombie's typical hick characters they they tell him that he shouldn't be on the land. It's another uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yes, it's character, um, isn't it? uh, yeah. He was he was he played Bullock in Christopher Nolan's Batman. Well, no, he was in Batman Begins. I don't think he popped up again. He's the one that Batman like. Swear to me! I always remember him because he's got that little bit of food on his mouth in Batman Begins and it always annoys me in that scene. <laughs> but um, Michael doesn't respond to them so they do the obvious thing and they beat him. Um, they, they go back and they the girl checks on Michael, apologises to him. Michael stands up and then he puts on his mask. So this is him. Again, it's carrying over from the last film, isn't it? Where like it's, it's different personas. Yeah, it's like when he puts on the mask he becomes the Michael Myers we all yeah. know and love i guess yep so he uh he slits one of the guy's eyes and then he uh he stabs the other and impales him on some deer antlers that are uh he loves a good impaling does old michael yeah at least it's not a convenient new place spikes this time true yeah he stabs the fuck out of the eyeless guy as well and then he kills the woman as always in a fucking halloween film um there's a dog in the back of the truck luckily we don't see him kill it but he we does, do the, see he does this else, horrible yeah. thing where he like drags his knife across the cage, and I'm like, I don't really like you anymore, Michael. <laughs> but now we, we cut back to uh, Laurie, Annie, and uh, Sheriff Brackett are eating pizza, and uh, they're having a little conversation about Lee Marvin. Again, another one of the scenes, this is another one of the reasons why I quite enjoy Rob Zombie's films, 
it's these scenes where the characters are just shooting the shit. It's yeah, just they're like, just being it's kind of like people. Tarantino kind of thing to do. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like you know the Big Mac with cheese. It's that thing where it's like you don't really need to to see these bit, but I think it always makes the characters more. It makes rounded. them more human. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, especially in a film like Devil's Rejects, where it's like they've horrifically killed and three people before and now. Totally fucking, fucking fruit. fruit. Yeah, it was great. That's I mean that's. Even psychotic killers like to stop for ice cream. Yeah. Well, I mean, psychotic killers are people too. <laughs> Hashtag it's that like you're de- It's like you're defending them. Yeah. It's like, psychotic people rights now. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm going to make a new hashtag. <laughs> hashtag every post you do on t- Twitter now. Like, psychotic rights. Maybe I will. Maybe it'll become a thing. They're also talking about eating meat because, you know, Rob Zombie and the like are all vegan. So they've got to get something in there about eating yeah. meat. Um, but Brackett says man was meant to I eat I feel meat. we've lost our connection with food. Oh, no. But while Brackett is talking about how we were meant to eat meat, we, we cut back and forth from Michael cutting the dog up and him eating the dog. Raw. And I feel like this is Rob Zombie, you know, kind of doing the whole, man are meant to eat raw. meat. And then it looks and it's like, are we really? And it's like, well, I don't think we're supposed to eat dogs. But... Unless you're Asian. Well, we've lost all of our Asian viewers then. <laughs> um... But Laurie, uh, Laurie, this is where we kind of get our first kind of like psychic connection kind of thing because Laurie, as Michael starts to eat the dog, Laurie suddenly convulses and she needs to puke. And it's like she's puking while Michael eats the dog. Annie comes in to check on her, obviously, and Laurie apologises to Annie about being a bitch the morning before. And then we see Michael, he sees his mum again. And Again, his, I don't need this. His younger self talks to her and he, he sees some like weird Halloween banquet and Laurie's on the she's on the table. It's like a demented Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. They yeah. all have like jack-o'-lantern heads and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? Why is this in a Halloween film? Yeah. Um, Why? But Michael says, can we be a family again? And his mum's like, not yet, Michael. Not yet. And then Laurie scares herself awake. And we're all like, ooh. Now it's October 30th. And Michael was headed off on his road trip to Haddonfield. Well, not a road trip, because he's, he's walking. He's at Haddonf- yeah, you see the Haddonfield sign. He's sort of like walking on the outskirts of Haddonfield. Yeah. But he like looks into, uh, well, just places in Haddonfield. But Loomis is having an interview outside the Myers house. But and, he's uh, like flirting with the newswoman, isn't he? Yeah, and the 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 poor assistant, she's basically like, "Is this not in bad taste?" Yeah, like, she's like, he's like, you know, "You're crossing business. the line a bit here." Yeah, but Loomis is way too sold out. Well, he her. says, like, "I'm selling the sizzle, not the steak." Yeah, Laurie has a little daydream now that she she kills. No, there, there's uh, there's a point I want to bring up is um the the uh, the assistant or the. Re- PR woman, whoever she is, she's like, "You're adding, you're adding, you're adding fuel to the lynch mob fire." And he comes up with this line: "It's like, when I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. Now get in there. Just stop turning Loomis into a prick." Well, it's and like, it's, it's, he you... also says, "Get your ass in there." Oh, does he? Which is a callback to the original film where he's standing outside the Myers house and the kids come up to it and he's like, hey Donnie, get your ass out of there. Oh, yeah. So I quite liked that. Yeah. Don't like uh, Loomis being turned into an abusive arsehole though. Well I don't, I don't like, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're going to do the sellout route, fair enough, like something different, I don't really care, like if you did it, he, he's just dialed up to 100. It's like you're, you, they're forcing you to hate him and it's like, this isn't 
Yeah, they're turning the most likable character. But it's in not the natural franchise. at all. Yeah, though. it's not like it's not as if he's naturally a dick. He's yeah, if he was a bit I'll of a dick in the first one, which he was I kind, wouldn't. he was kind of a sellout in the first one. Yeah, because they were on about his book, and then this one they just—I don't know why he turns it up so well, much. In the first one, it's um, you know you cause you see Loomis generally he does want to help Michael. In the he's first, not. Yeah, he's yeah. not just trying because it's his job. He generally wants, or else he wouldn't have went back and tried to help him. Yeah. Whereas in, you know, the John Carpenter original, he's like, he's fucking evil, kill him, kill him. Yeah. And in, in Rob Zombies, he's just trying to help him. Well, I mean, and that's... now in the sequel, he's just like, I'll fucking beat the shit out of you, you bloody woman, you. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I get that his, his, his arc in this is for him, you know, basically realising that he's the problem. You can't force me to hate someone and then expect me to naturally be like, oh, he had a good character arc. It's like you can't make him sympathetic now, mate. I just want him to die, which he does. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, Laurie daydreams that she kills Annie exactly as um as how Michael killed Ronnie. I quite like this scene. Yeah. She she has like a fit and visions of uh, the mother and her in a coffin or something. And, yeah, um, Laurie's in like a glass coffin in this yeah. vision, and she's like banging her trying to get out. It's just another fucking version of how fucked she is, I guess. Yeah. But, but she goes to a therapist again. And she's uh, she's having a meltdown because she saw this guy dressed as Frankenstein's monster and he was holding a pig. And she's going on like the pig liked her. Yeah, she's like, I wanted the pig and he wouldn't yeah. give me the pig. And it's like, you're fucking nuts, mate, aren't you? Yeah, and then she basically starts... She begs for a prescription, doesn't she? The, the psychiatrist is like, like, you've had your, you know, you should be stocked up for like the month. Yeah. And she's like, I need more, please, 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 can I just give me some fucking more drugs? Well, the therapist also says, you know, try some breathing exercises. And Laurie's yeah. like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I mean, to be fair on her there, I think, I think it's, I'm a, beyond it's a little bit it's a little bit worse than breathing exercise. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm never a, I've never been a fan of, like, over-excessive medication. But I feel like it's probably at the point where she probably needs some medication. Yeah. But as she leaves, she says, you're more fucked up than I am, you crazy bitch. Yeah. I don't agree with that. You're um, pretty fucked up, yeah. Laurie. Yeah, Michael's still heading through the fucking field. Um, most of this movie is him heading through a field. That's what I need. Michael Myers finding himself. <laughs> Fuck off, Rob Zombie. But <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> we get Brackett and he's watching a uh, the Loomis interview. And Loomis is laughing on the interview about how Michael's body was lost. And he blames it on the sheriff's department. Yeah, he? Yeah. he says, I expect his body to turn up, as my aunt used to say. Freaks always find their way home. And it's like, oh, you have no idea, mate. No idea. Annie and Laurie, they have another little fucking argument. And, uh, you know, she's basically like, you know, Annie's like, I'm sick of putting up with your shit and everything. And, and, you know. Like, Annie's like sort of like judging her for drinking. And Laurie's is like, meet my new best friend. Yeah. And then Annie kind of does this one. So edgy. She says this quote. She's like, I'm not impressed. And just walks out. And I'm like, I think I'm Annie in this film. Yeah. Like, I'm Annie. Like, she just doesn't take any shit. And she's like, you need to grow up, mate. Just mm-hmm. fucking deal with it. Yeah. But now we go to a strip club. The Red Rabbit. The Red Rabbit. Where they're uh, they're basically doing something in honour of Michael's mum, which I quite liked. I mean, I know she's a stripper and everything, but I quite like that the... Uh, well, at least they look after yeah, their own. like, do you know what I mean? They're like, oh. The owner of the strip club, which um, I'd like to point out that did have a very minor cameo in the first one because he walked Sherry Moon to her car when she was going home on Halloween. Oh. So it was nice to see him. He's also Morris Green in Devil's Rejects and uh, Three From Hell. So, again, 
Rob Zombie likes his actors. But he, it turns out he was the one that was dressed up as Frankenstein. Yeah. Because he sees himself on, on TV. And um, there's a, there's, there's a, you know, a guy called Howard, I think his yeah, name is. Yeah, like one of his employees, I guess. Yep, it's... Um, so they tell him to take out the trash and they all laugh and he like laughs with them and they're like, yeah. no, seriously, go take out the trash. Yeah. And he's a bit pissed like off. Fucking prick. He's, play- he's also played by Jeff Daniel. Telling me it's... to work for the money. I hate that. Man. I think it's his name is Jeff Daniel Phillips. And again, he's another Rob Zombie alumni. He yeah. He's in Three from Hell. He's in 31. He's in Lords of Salem. The bad ones. I'm not. I'm not going to say Free from Hell's. Well, bad I mean, I've yet. not seen it. Yet, I'm not going to say it's bad yet. I haven't heard anybody say anything positive about Thirty One, and I've watched Lords of Salem twice, and I literally don't remember anything about it. Thirty One was shit. Well, there you go. Lords of Salem, I haven't seen. There's our review of Thirty uh, One. It's shit. Yeah. Oh, I, I think I am going to do. That's one of the films I'm doing a mini set on because I watched it. I rewatched it recently in preparation for Three from. Well, not in preparation for Free from Hell, but. And it, it, um, yeah, it was about as good as the first time I watched it. But, um, yeah, Howard, so Howard goes outside to take the trash, and Michael appears. But he's ranting, he's like, enjoy the fucking herpes, old man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he goes out, and Howard basically tells Michael, he's like, he thinks he's a hobo, he's like, hey, the boss doesn't, he's being quite All right nice with him at to first. him. He's like, yeah. right, mate, come, the, the boss doesn't like you hobos hanging out, you need yeah. to. You need to skedaddle. But then when he doesn't answer, he turns around and he says that he's already sent someone to the emergency room tonight. And it's like, happy all right, mate. I don't think he has. I no. think he's just acting a hard man. But he calls my- Michael a filthy, dirty hippie. And then it hits him. And and Michael just walks off. Because yeah. he's like, oh, I'm a bit I'm a bit um, offended at that. I'm going to go fine now. <laughs> um, oh, it wouldn't surprise me in this film. Yeah. He doesn't. Michael fucking drops him and then stomps his head in. Yeah. And it's glorious, Richard. Fucking American History X style. It's, no, but it's genuinely one of the best kills I've seen. Like, even effects-wise, like, the, the head-crunching scene is like, oh my god, this is grim. Yeah, his, his mum and his younger self are standing there as well. And um, his mum tells him that it's time to bring the family back together. Only a river of blood can bring us back together. Uh, is that what it is, yeah. Fuck... Oh, fuck Sorry. off, fuck off, fuck. I'm, no, I'm done. Review's over. This film's shit. Bye. See you later. Um, well, I'll come back for the next episode of the uh, Radio Nasties podcast. Uh, Richard has had a fit. <laughs> he's currently foaming at the mouth. I don't think he's going to be... We might not be doing this anymore, because I think he might... He's dying. I think Richard is dying. Oh, God. That, that, would, that would just be a summer of my life, just dying... Because of fucking Halloween 2. Do you imagine if you had a heart attack while you were watching Halloween 2 and that was the last film? Don't put that on my fucking epitaph. Don't do it. Ooh, you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I'm going to try and make it Halloween 2, best film ever. In brackets, Rob Zombie. I will one. haunt the fucking shit out of you. You won't that. be wondering what the screams are anymore. You'll ask Richard for a. Yeah. Maybe it his... is you in the future. Oh, God. Maybe you're the future scream. And what? you're trying to warn me. If that, like, tell if that... him not to watch Halloween 2 again. <laughs> He's going to have a heart attack. If that's my destiny, so be it. That's a shit destiny, Richard. The owner and the stripper that he was hanging about, they're about to get jiggy with it. And Michael comes in. Yeah, he, uh, he breaks the well, owner's... The, the, they, are, they are in the middle, but he like stops and is like, how do you want to be? How would you like to be he fucked the by Frank- Frankenstein yeah, monster? Yeah, he's like, you can call me Frank. And he fucking puts on, he's going to like, ass good, yeah, tits. I'm like, oh, I, I, I quite oh, liked oh, it. This is quite... one of the most Rob Zombie things I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, he only gets his arm broken and the 
the stripper goes out and she sees Howard. He strung that guy up in lights again, like yeah. like he did on the uh, the first one, I think. Yeah, the Rob Zombie one. I'm on about. The the owner kind of stumbles out and Michael bashes him against the wall, and then he he grabs the stripper's head, and bashes her against the mirror, over yeah. and over and over, and then the best part is afterwards. He goes and changes the lights from open to closed. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah. It shows you like a shot from the outside and the open and close sign just switches and it's like, oh, Michael. It's like Michael's been you. like, nobody needs to see this. Yeah. But now it's uh, the fateful night. October 31st. <clears throat> Halloween. And um, we get Brackett reading Lumen Loomis's book. And he's fucking raging, isn't he? He's yeah. like, son of a bitch. He calls Annie uh, and he's like, you know, where's where's yeah, Laurie? We don't know it yet, but he's obviously, you know, found out that Loomis has revealed in the book that Michael's Laurie, yeah. yeah. And, you know, he wants to make sure he's the one to tell Laurie before. Yeah. So, so he asks Annie to uh, call call him when when, he sh- when she sees Laurie. Laurie catches a sight of Loomis's book at this point in the, in the store window. And yeah. She's like, what the fuck? And um, at this point, Michael also sees a billboard of. Lo- Why is this book so big? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, like Helter Skelter, gonna... the Charles Manson book. Like, I don't think even that had. The only thing I could think is because it's in Haddonfield. Yeah, you might be right. You yeah, know, I didn't if, think that. Yeah, that if might there was right. a fucking a serial tool. killer in Corby, it'd be a big. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there'd be people queuing up to you know read hometown horrors. But Michael's mum appears again, and she basically says that. Um, Loomis has gotten rich and famous all because of our pain. So Loomis has a book sign and he has to, uh, he has to sign a book for a, um, it's a guy called Chet the Devil Bringer. The Bringer of Death. That's it, yeah. Because he's like, oh, sign it to Chet. No, 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 wait. Chet the Bringer of Death. Yeah. Like, Even Loomis is like, who the fuck is this? He's, I can't, he's somebody that I see a lot in tiny parts. It's the prison break guy. That's from Prison it, Break. Yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. But um the the mental one from season one and yeah. two, if anybody isn't. And he's on about you saying that he was you in know, Grimm as well. He's deeper than Gary um, and that bitch from Casey Bundy. And Bundy and, yeah. yeah. But then we get another customer that comes up and asks yeah. for his book sign. He, I, I he, actually yeah, like he this. gives Michael the book and he opens it and there's a picture of a girl and he's like, Do, do you, you remember want me to sign this? Yeah, he's like, Do you not remember it? He's like, No, he's like, I didn't think you'd remember it. Turns out it's fucking Linda's dad from the first one. I like this. Yeah, I didn't mind this scene. But he tries to shoot Loomis, which he would. Yeah. But well, mate, he pulls out my daughter's gun. fucking... But again, I don't understand why... I don't see how it's Loomis's fault. No, but I think he's more pissed off that he's profiting off it now. I think it's more like, do you remember her? Like, and now you're fucking putting, you know, you've, you're, signed, you're getting millions signed in the fucking book and my daughter's dead. Yeah. I think it's more... I don't think he's like... You know, it's your fault. I think it's more like you're part of this, and you, you're, you, you know, you're selling out. Like, and it's, it's my daughter. Like, my daughter died, mate. Again, it's a horrible thing, but it's a story, you know, that people would be interested in. Yeah, but I don't think he should be the one to be selling it. Loomis, like somebody who's like involved with, the, like a, one of the fucking police officers, maybe. You, you know, that's indirectly involved in it. I'd be like. I mean, you're a bit of a dick, mate, but, you know, fair enough. But Loomis, yeah, who but nearly not, got killed by Michael would himself... Would you not want to hear the story from the man who knew Michael better than anybody? Not if my kids were involved and died. <laughs> no. No, I wouldn't want to read the book, but at the same time, I'd 
probably just avoid it. I probably wouldn't go pointing guns in their face. I mean, I don't think I'd go to that extreme, but I don't think I'd be happy with Loomis. I'd be like, you're a cunt, mate. i got no money for this. My daughter's dead, got no money. <laughs> the best thing is, this guy's obviously brought a copy of the book to put the picture yeah, in. It's a shame, isn't it? So Loomis and his assistant, they talk about um, the shooting, and his, his assistant, again, the, the voice of reason, she basically says that his new book is... Uh, Crosses several lines. Yeah, which it does. And uh, Laurie has a freak out in the car. Yeah, she's obviously read that she's fucking Angel Myers. Yeah, of course the name's fucking Angel. But Michael Michael continues to travel towards Haddonfield, and uh, Laurie comes home in a state, and Annie, Annie's obviously, you know, what the fuck's, what fuck's going on now? I mean, she's not like that. She is actually supportive. But, I mean, if it was me, I'd be like, could you stop coming home like this? You're pissing me off, mate. But she says that basically, you know, Laurie says to Annie, she says, tell your dad that Angel says fuck you. Mm-hmm. And then she fucks off. And then Diamond Head, Am I Evil plays. Yeah. Which, as a fun callback, is the song that the, well, the... The church burners sing when they've burnt the church together in Balls of Chaos. So that's twice ah. that song's featured up in our little podcast. There you go, maybe it'll become the theme song. It's a tune. But Laurie, uh, uh, Annie rings Sheriff Brackett and she, you know, she basically says that, uh, you know, she tells him what Laurie said and Brackett tells his, uh, he tells his deputy to go and look after Annie. And his deputy is like, she's not going to be fucking happy about this. Remember what happened last time? And he's like, go and look after her and just sit outside. So like she tried knows. to kick me in the balls last yeah. time. Yeah. So I usually have to pay women a lot of money for that treatment. <laughs> but Laurie, she decides to go to her, her friends from the, the shop and she tells them that her book told her that she's not herself. She's like, I'm not me. Yeah. And they're like, what are you talking about, yeah. you crazy bitch? But she says that she's Angel Myers. And then we cut to one of the weirdest scenes. <sighs> Literally. It's so strange. It's literally the weirdest so, scene we've talked about. They're on Chris Hardwick's show, which, funnily enough, is quite cool because Chris Hardwick played one of the victims in House of Thousand Corpses. See, this is definitely something that cements it in modern day. Sorry? This is a scene that definitely cements the film in well, modern Weird day. Because Weird Al's in it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. So Weird Al's on the talk show with Loomis. and um... Weird Al. Ladies and gentlemen, Weird Al. In a Halloween movie. Loomis shakes Weird Al's Weird. hand and calls him Mr. Weird. Yeah, hello, Mr. Weird. <laughs> Is there, has Weird Al been in any other Rob Zombie movies while we're no. at it? No, he hasn't. Not in Free From Hell, he's not in Lords no. of Salem. No. No. Oh, I don't know if he's in Lords of Salem. You tell me. Imagine that was just a running occurrence. Weird, Weird Al. Al played himself right. in every single one of them. Yeah. But Loomis is asked pretty much straight away how he deals with people saying he's responsible. And he pretty much <laughs> instantly goes off in a huff. Yeah. He just fucks up. He's like, I'm sick of this now. Well, like, Weird Al makes... He asks he asks him some other question. And uh, Weird Al basically comes in, you know, pretending to think he was the one. He's like, oh, I always get uh, permission to do all my parodies. Yeah. And then Loomis is pissed off. He's like, are you done? Yeah. Are you done? Because he's talking to me. Are you done? And then, like, Weird Al's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm done. Like, all right, good, yeah. And then, you know, he asks the question and he's like, oh, fuck this. Yeah. And he goes out and he's storming to it. He's like fucking ranting at it. Like the PR woman's like, I've never been so humiliated in my life. And then they walk past him. They're like, hello, thank you, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that is the most British yeah. thing I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, yeah, that's like definitely being what we Old do. people, no. hello. Yeah, yeah. But Michael finally reaches Haddonfield and um, this little kid bumps into him and asks him to be his friend. <laughs> he's like, are you a giant? Can yeah. we be friends? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I guess it's a, a little nod to the fact that kids seem to bump into Michael a lot. Yeah, and he doesn't kill them. Yeah. 
But Laurie and her friends, you know, they're talking about going to a party because Laurie doesn't care anymore. She just yeah. wants to go out and party. And um, they they go to this. They go to this. Well, Halloween... they do the whole little, you know, the little, you know, like the little angel and devil on your shoulders. You got one friend like, no, I think we should all, you know, have a chilled out night. We'll get some food in. We'll watch a movie. And then the other friend's like, no, let's go out and fucking party. Yeah. So they go out. Yeah. We see the deputy arrive at Annie's house, and it's great because Annie does actually give him a really hard time. She's like, I don't fucking need you here. Like, you <laughs> I, I, I love the line, and like, because the cop's like, you know, I'm just doing what the boss has told me. And she's like, well, I'm the boss of the boss, so yeah. fuck off. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, at the Halloween party, the, the, the one of her mates, she heads off with, um, he calls himself Wolfman. Yeah, she's dressed I mean, he's dressed, dressed as, as a Wolfman, yeah. but he calls himself I'm Wolfman. Yeah, and she's dressed up as... I've never, you know, I've never seen the film. I don't know the character's name, but he's, she's dressed up as Tim Curry's character in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, the uh, the transvestite. But they go to Wolfman's uh, um, fucking van. He calls yeah. it a pussy wagon or something. But he's, basically, the point of this character is he's making himself out to be this lad. Yeah, and then it turns out she's the lad. Yeah, in this situation because he's like talking and he's so nervous. Yeah. Because he keeps saying, oh, I've got loads of pussy in this, this car. And she's like, oh, cool, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you get in and it's kind of just weird. Because she, like, she just like picks his hand up and puts it on his Yeah, tip. and he's like, oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and he's just like, uh, yep. yep. It's like the scene in Deathgasm where um, yeah, she's like, oh, you know, what have I had my tattoo here? And she's like lifting up her stockings to show her finest. Yep, uh, that's a good spot. Yeah. Yep. So, the, the you know, the, the mate... She jumps on Wolfman. Well, she literally says, like, right, talking's not working, okay? Let's yeah, I'll just, just jump get on you, yeah. Um, I wish more girls acted like this when I was younger. <laughs> That's the thing, I feel like, like I would have had more sex. <laughs> it's like, I've, you know, I'm sure they are out there, but I've never met a girl like that. I have. Oh? But it doesn't happen often. <laughs> Put it that way. It's It's very... But so he like, stop but, talking. I just want your penis. Yeah, that that near enough happened to me once. Lovely. I mean, it it wasn't a bad experience. It's just weird. You genuinely are like that. I was like that guy. I was like, okay. You should have been like, I'm not a piece of meat. This is rape. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hashtag me too. <laughs> Fucking. Oh hell. my god, you got me tooed. Yeah. Yeah, I got raped. But yeah, yeah, the Wolfman gives the infamous "I'll be right back" line. He's going for a piss, and the girl's like, you know, well, who says I'm not into golden showers? And I mean, I like, quite like this woman. Yeah, I mean, she's so down to earth. She's like, do you want to piss on me? Like, I mean, I, I mean, I didn't. But now, I mean, kind if you of... pardon the pun, I think she was taking the piss. I assume yeah. so, but I don't like, think she was actually serious. I'll just piss that's on me. the kind of that, that's the kind of girl. I think that's the deal breaker for with. me. And be like, no. Goodbye. I think I'm in your right. van. You can keep it. <laughs> yeah. Not Michael, that I'm kink shaming. Michael's. I mean, if you want to be pissed I, on, you do you. I'm just not yeah, the man for you. No. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I, I want to. Personal know. opinion. There's nothing sexy about urine to me. No. I mean, I get it's a taboo thing. That you know, it's like, oh, he's pissing on me, but it's I'm piss. dirty. I'm a slutty woman. I mean, if you want taboo, take it up the wrong end. I thought you were going to say go for incest or something. Then you know, oh no, if no, you want to be no, taboo, think... fuck your sister. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's what you should do. Don't piss on her. You know, there's piss and then then there's incest. You know, I'm oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I like incest. That's what I'm. What I'm saying there's is, there's enough incest in Halloween movies. You don't have to piss on me. Just you know, as long as you're my sister. 
<laughs> but um, oh, Michael Michael kills Wolfman. Quality entertainment. He breaks into uh, he breaks into the car and he chokes the slut. Well, he kill first. He kills fucking. He stabs Wolfman while he's taking a piss. You don't let him finish. Yeah, let the man finish his piss. Like nobody deserves to die while doing a bodily function. Yeah. But then we cut back to Loomis watching his career dissolve in front of his eyes because he yeah. sees the He interview. literally says it's over. Yeah, like it's really bad. And Laurie's still, she's fucked up now and she's wandering this party and she sees a younger Michael and the mum. And the mum's, you know, the mum says it's almost time to come home, Angel. She, you know, Laurie freaks out and, you know, quite normally so. And uh, her friend I mean, I'm, you know, takes her it's out. obviously a combination of all the prescriptions and mixing with alcohol that's... Yeah giving her hallucinations but it's just weird that she sees basically the same thing as michael sees yeah like in the same outfits and everything yeah bit too much of a coincidence there but now he's you know sheriff bracket he calls his daughter while the deputy you know the deputy is patrolling outside michael appears michael seems to get around in this film yeah like he's teleporting again yep um michael appears and he breaks his neck Annie goes upstairs and we see like a young Michael and the mum are watching her. And it's like, do we need to see them this much? Do we need to see them at all? But do we need to see them this much? And she does the whole thing where she she closes the mirror and Michael's standing behind her. She runs from him, but he basically nearly finishes the job that he started in number one. (laughs) Laurie and a friend arrive at her house now and they, they they have this weird scene where they decide to make tea. And it's like American tea where they've got all that weird like lullaby yeah, and, and like berries and like and it's like it's fucking tea, tea mate. Um, My- Michael's sticking in the shadows. They head upstairs and um, she, like Laurie finds the house trash and she finds out and it's kind of like flits back and forth yeah, to what's because, happened yeah. and then to what I, is I happening. I quite like yeah, this. I don't mind. You know, she sees the carnage and then it's sort of kind flickering of between what's, what's happened. happened. Yeah, because you don't see Annie's death as it happens. It's shown through these little flashes. Yeah, you know, M- Michael's mum appears and she she basically says, "Now go have some fun," to Michael. Yeah. Do and, your thing, cuz. Oh god. So they find Annie butchered, and um, Laurie's friend uh, Maya goes to call nine one one, and Laurie goes to Annie, um, who's she's just hanging on, like yeah. just yeah, and um, obviously Maya gets grabbed and stabbed by uh, Michael. Annie basically tells Laura, she's like, you need to go. Like, he's here. You mm-hmm. need to fuck off. Like, I'm done. I'll go. And uh, Brackett is informed of the 911 call. Yeah, because uh, some one of the, the cops, or whatever, she, come, she comes up to Sheriff Brackett. And she's like, there was just a 911 call. And she's like, and he's like, why are you telling me? Go, yeah. go fucking deal with it. And it's yeah. like, it's from your house. And he's like, shit. Annie finally, she dies now She from her wounds. And um, Michael starts to break in to the bathroom, I think. It is in the bathroom they're in. And uh, Laurie, Laurie fucks off and Michael follows her into the woods. And that's the exact time when, when like fucking loads of police arrive at the house. Yeah. We get my favourite scene of yeah. the... It's one of my favourite scenes of this franchise. For how um, much I dislike this. Yeah. film this scene is incredible so Brackett comes in and he finds his daughter and Brad Dorif gives one of the best performances of like I've tragedy seen, I've yeah. ever seen in anything like I, it's so well acted yeah that I'm almost annoyed it's in this film <laughs> I'm I'm very annoyed do you know what I mean like it's like he he this scene is too good for this, this film. incredible 
Like it's genuinely most the most genuine reaction to seeing cut like that kind of carnage. And yeah. it's his daughter and it's he's 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 broke his heart. You see yeah. his heart break. Yeah. You know, like Simpsons. You can <laughs> yeah, pinpoint, you can pinpoint it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But his heart breaks and it's it's Fucking hell! And it, this and film gets just, a point yeah, for like, me. It's so well done because you know he's he doesn't know what to say. He's just like, oh no, yeah, no, it's this. Annie, oh no, no, oh no, and you're like, it's wailing. And then it's like the cl- other cops don't know what to do either, and one of them just sort of like pats him on the back, and it's just like, oh, this is it's grim, yeah. But it's true, like you don't know what to do in that situation. Like you know, somebody's just see, like, what do you do? You just like imagine there, finding there, your daughter. It'll be in a bit. Okay? Yeah, like yeah. no, like no, like that's genuinely. You're like, I don't know what to say to you, mate. Like, yeah. you kind of just got to let have someone have that moment. Yeah, you just have to shut it's up. Like, I, I don't, I wouldn't even pat. I just like, we need to leave for a yeah. minute. Like, let's yeah. just all fucking go. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because he's fucked. But Laurie is still, she's still um, running, running away, and she tries to flag down a car. One of the cars stops, and uh, you know the guy gets her in the car, and almost immediately, Mike he flips the car down a ditch. Yeah, like just picks up like. Like it's nothing. There you go. Yeah, and then he gets the gets Laurie out of the wreck. This car does go on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he carries Laurie, and uh, you know he's walking with his mum and y- young Michael. Yeah, to this, they're like, in like front, like leading him to you know this is where we'll, we'll all go be and we'll be a family and everything will be lovely. Yeah, but they go to this like shack that's in the middle of the fucking field. A deputy tells Brackett that a witness saw Michael take Laurie into this shack, so they all fucking head there as well. Like, sheriff, the sheriff is just, like, sitting on, like, the swing bench on their porch, just like... Yeah. Again, another yeah. really real moment. Yeah. I think that's the kind of thing you do. I mean, I can't say I've... You know, I mean, I've ever found my dead daughter, but, like, I feel like that's the kind of thing... I mean, like, I remember when my gran died, and it was like, you know, when you I was in the hospital? Yeah. And, you know, she died, and you watched her die. And then, like, afterwards, I was kind of like, okay. What do now? Yeah, no, like, I was literally like, I don't really feel, I don't really, I don't really know what to, I'm going to go and have a sit down. Laurie talks to the mum now. The mum basically says to her, like, repeat after me, I love you, mummy. <sighs> yeah. She's trying to get her to say, and the police arrive with a helicopter now. Loomis is, uh, like, sitting drinking wine, mm-hmm. and I think this is the moment where he kind of realises you're dick. Because he yeah. kind of like... Well, he notices the report on the TV, doesn't he? Yeah, but before that, he's drinking wine. He's kind of like, I'm a fucking asshole. Yeah. And you're like... I told my uh, publicist that I was going to beat yeah. the shit out of her. But yeah, he, he hears the report on Michael and Laurie and he heads off. And um, the police are making a stand against Michael, basically doing the whole, you know, standoff. They've got the guns all on them. And they're, they're shouting at Michael to get out. Loomis arrives and fucking Brackett decks him. Yeah. And he's like, I want to shoot you so bad. And he's like, again, so well acted. Like, Brad Dorif is a revelation, I'm telling you. Loomis is like, I want to help. You must trust me. Michael won't respond to hostage negotiations. And it's like, really? Do you think? Do you think he won't? Do you think? So, uh, Loomis runs to the shack, the shack and um, he basically turns around to Brackett and he says, I owe you. I owe you this. And um, the police have to obviously stand down because they're They've got an innocent man now in, in the ring. So Loomis goes in, he confronts Michael, and he, you know, he, he's... He's, uh, he's like, Michael, she needs to come with me. Yeah. Right, let's not fuck about. And he's let's pleading just... with Laurie that, you know, the mum's in her mind and that, you know, you yeah, need to go. Laurie generally thinks, you know, her mum is holding, pinning her to the ground. Yeah. And he's, she's basically like, I can't get up. And then he's like, there's no one holding you back. It's no, you all need to in just your get mind. Up. Yeah. And the mum's like, you know, we are ready. Take us home, Michael. 
So Michael like bashes through, we see this from the outside, it kind of cuts to the outside of the shack. And Michael bashes through the shack with Loomis and he's kind of like holding him up. And he pulls off his mask and he looks Loomis dead in the fucking eye and just says, die. die. So, mm, yeah. Oh, no, so no, he, didn't need that. He, he, he stabs the fuck out of Loomis. Then he gets fucking moaned, fucking moaned down. If anybody can tell me what the reference to that is, I'll give you my penis. Nothing, really. I don't know. Like, I don't know. A, sh- a shout out on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You get yeah. You get, he gets fucking moaned down by the uh, by the coppers, and Laurie comes out and she goes up to Michael's body, and she picks up his knife. And then she walks over to Loomis's body, who's, I think, is he still alive at this point, just? I can't remember. And then the police shoot her. And it's just like... She falls down... Freeze, freeze, freeze shots of her. I I do quite like them, to be fair. I mean, Rob Zombie's terrible for them, but I don't know. And then Love Hurts begins to play. (laughs) I mean, at least it wasn't Mr. Sandman. True. And then we cut to a long white corridor, and Laurie sits up on this bed, and she looks up at the she, camera. She smirks, and her mum and a white horse come down the corridor. Laurie smiles. Roll credits, and we get we get a few screenshots of the victims through both films, and the Halloween theme plays it out. And that's, I think uh, that's the only time the theme's played in the entire film. It is, yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. And that's Halloween too. Thank fuck that's over. Time for the old ratings. You want to go? Yeah, uh, so as a film, get what he was doing. Get the, I, I really like that he tried something different. It wasn't good, what he tried. The whole white horse thing, I don't agree with that. There's a lot of stuff. Not you know I mean? good. Um, the Loomis was too much. Like I again, I don't think I would have minded him being. It a was sellout. too much, too much. Yeah, but it's 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 made well enough. It's you know it looks quite nice. The kills are fucking epic. The the acting is phenomenal. Mostly for that Brad Dorif scene, but I mean it is well acted. I don't think it's badly acted. Yeah, Ma- Malcolm McDowell's great. Yeah, it's just I just don't like his yeah. character one little bit. And like like I said, I, you know I I don't I don't hate it as much as the next person does like i don't again i'm with you 100 percent. like a lot of these ideas that he did in the, in the first and the second film shouldn't be in a halloween film again like i think if this was its own film you'd get away with a lot more of this but but like i said i don't hate it as much as the next person does i think it's all right i i wouldn't mind watching it again like the especially for the kills i think these are some of the best kills in horror three out of five it's average, mate. It's average to me. It wasn't bad. It weren't good. It was there. Fun factor? I'm going to say three out of five again. It was, like I said, the kills were great. That's what kept me going. And uh, I'm going to give it a 3.5 for fun factor. And that 0.5 is solely because of Brad Dorff's scene. I'm just giving it that. It wasn't fun. But again, like it's some of the best acting I've ever seen. Yeah. Never mind just in this. Yeah, three point five for fun factor, but that again, like I said, it is solely for the fact that Brad Dorf throws in a too good performance for this film. As five out of five, is it? Five out of five. Ten out of five. No. 
I mean, as a film, I'll say the same thing I said in the last episode. It's not a bad film. I just don't like it. Yeah. So, as a film, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go with you. It's it's a three out of eight. It's on par with his first one. Yeah. I just don't like it. I yeah. tolerated the first one a lot more watching it again. This one I still can't tolerate. Yeah. It's a well-made film. Some people like it. Some people hate it. I agree with everything you said. The kills are good. The acting's good. It's well-made. There's some cool shots. I just don't like it. No, yeah. I hate it. So, fun factor. Um, I can only give it half a star. Yeah. I'd give it zero stars if I could. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I get what you say. You know, there's the great kills. There's the scene with Brad Dorif, But... My dislike for this film takes all that away from me. All yeah. the positives are ruined by the fucking white horse, the rock star Loomis. It just... Oh, it, it mentally exhausts me. I just... I, I just don't like it. Fair enough. That's my summary. I don't like it. It's not a bad film. It's just personal opinion. I'm I don't surprised like you it. even said that. So, I mean, I can't say that this went how I thought it was going to go. I thought you were just going to trash it. No, I was like... I... You know, one thing doing this podcast, I always try to be fair to the film. You know, yeah, I'm not. There's... I'm not going to come out and just say oh, this film's shit. This film's shit, just because I don't like it. It's like I can see why people would. Yeah. And again, you know, maybe if I had the same connection with the franchise that you do, where you know it's it's not really, but because Halloween the original is so sacred to me it's like i know rob zombies recently said in an interview like no film is too sacred to remake i'm like halloween is sacred you can't do what you've done to this franchise i'm sorry robert if you're listening yeah which i'm sure you are see the the, the only thing about that is is, again i know it's because it's your preference and it's sacred to you like i can't ever fault someone for doing something different on a remake because no i don't fault them for trying no i'm not saying you are but what i'm saying is it's like i can never fault someone for doing that like i know you've you've literally said it's like you cannot remake halloween for you yeah not i mean like i mean i don't think you should now (laughs) because like we've seen how it's went before but you know even remakes that have been awful that I've done something different. I've, went, yeah, so I've got to give you points done, for yeah. something different because yeah. otherwise you just re- why are you remaking it? Yeah, yeah. We touched up on that in our Hills of Eyes episode. It's like you have to find the fine line of yeah. staying true to the original and doing it, and it's a very, very thin line. Yeah. It's I very mean, hard to hit. Now that you've brought that up, I think Hills of Eyes remake is probably the perfect one for me because I think it keeps enough right. Yeah, and it changes enough, enough that you like, feels I'm like happy. a new film. Yeah, yeah. Also, I mean, I think. I'm one of the only people that like this film, but I, I another remake that I hold quite highly is um, this. Is probably lose me points. Um, is the Hitcher? Um, no, again, we Hitcher both remake. I know you do, but yeah. I'm saying like uh, it's everyone else hates it. Hated, yeah, everyone. But hates I it. will say, you know, I haven't seen the original. See, I have, and I prefer the remake. But I know, and, and it's that's like blasphemy because the original's got Rutger Hauer in it. I yeah. love Rutger Hauer, but. There's something about the remake that I was... I don't know. But like I said, it did something different. It didn't do oh, the same that'll thing. that would be a fun one to do one day. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, I think that wraps it up. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of days to do the most recent Halloween film. Halloween. The last one in the event. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.
When I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you.